Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Scripps 5 Must Know Things. This time for the business week ended 1st of July 2022. This is Ian Haydock. This time, a look at top executive compensation. Biomarin preps for Roctavian's EU debut. Argenics eyes launch hat trick for Vivgart. Is a biopharma M&A wave coming? And J&J's Gorski offers leadership lessons. Every year, Scrip and InVivo's Titans of Pharma infographic spotlights the executive compensation packages at Big Pharma, lining CEO and R&D chief remuneration up against other company metrics, including sales, net profits, market cap and median employee compensation. The compensation figures provided in our data charts include base salary, bonus and long-term incentives, including equity awards, and are gathered from companies' official filings. The interactive infographic with multi-year data, compiled this year by Eleanor Malone, Brianna Molnar and Koshnaran, shows, according to figures collated by Scrip, the best-paid executive in Big Pharma in 2021 was for the second year in a row Alex Gorski, the now-retired CEO of Johnson & Johnson. Despite topping the 2021 league table, Gorski, who was replaced by Joaquin Duato at the start of 2022, nonetheless saw his annual package fall by nearly 10% compared with 2020. J&J's executive compensation programme has not had a ringing endorsement from the company's shareholders. In its April 2021 say on pay vote, only 57% of the votes were cast in favour of the programme. Nevertheless, the company performed strongly in 2021 with revenues rising by around 14% and net profits up 42%. Among the top 20 companies by annual sales, GSK's Emma Wormsley received the lowest total compensation package in 2021. GSK's sales were flat compared with 2020 and net profit dropped by 20% to £5.1 billion sterling. However, Worms' 2021 compensation increased by 17% in a year when few Big Pharma CEOs achieved double-digit increases. Joining her with double-digit rises were Albert Baller, CEO of Pfizer, which had a record-breaking year thanks to its COVID-19 vaccine, and Stefan Bansell, CEO of Moderna, whose own COVID-19 vaccine, Spikevax, was the third best-selling drug of the year. In terms of pay ratios, the biggest gulf between the median employee and the CEO was at Viatris, where Michael Gertler booked 398 times the annual compensation of a median employee. See the infographic for much more information and analysis across multiple metrics regarding top executive compensation. With the European Medicines Agency's CHMP positive opinion toward the gene therapy Roctavian for severe haemophilia A, Biomarin Pharmaceutical is now busy working to secure market access across Europe and estimates it could capture more than a third of eligible patients. The opinion makes European Commission approval likely, but it also drew cautious optimism regarding US FDA approval. Biomarin said on 24th June that the CHMP recommended a conditional marketing authorization for the gene therapy, with a final decision expected from the EC in the third quarter of this year. Final approval decisions are typically consistent with CHMP recommendations. In addition, the company is planning to refile for FDA approval in the third quarter, 
which would mean a decision in the US is possible in 2023. Ike Diamond writes the CHMP opinion is based on the totality of data from two-year outcomes in the Phase 3 gene R81 clinical trial, as well as Phase 1-2 dose escalation study data with four or five years of follow-up. Biomarin estimates that there are about 20,000 adults with severe haemophilia A in the EMA-covered market, and CEO Jean-Jacques Bianame told a same-day analyst call that the company estimates it could capture about 35% of the eligible patients. He added the company would disclose Roctavian's price following the potential approval, which it anticipates in late August. So we have demonstrated six years of bleeding control for most patients after treatment with Roctavian, which will be a key variable in determining Roctavian's price, considering the high cost of treating haemophilia patients around the world today, Bianame told the call, adding that the list price in Europe would be lower than in the US, but not substantially lower given the size of the market. European sales of the gene therapy, he added, would likely be a very significant driver of Biomarin's revenue growth in the next few years. The company initially sought US approval in 2020, but the FDA gave it a complete response letter that the company said introduced new requirements for approval, including two years of phase three data on annualized bleeding rate and citing differences in ABR outcomes from the phase one, two and phase three trials. While the company had planned to refile its BLA in June, the FDA again requested additional information and analyses of data, which did not entail additional clinical or preclinical studies, but did mean that the company now expects to resubmit its BLA by the end of this September. Having got off to a strong start in the US and Japan with Vivgot, Belgian-Dutch biotech Argenics is looking for similar success in the important yet challenging markets of the EU after receiving a recommendation for approval for the generalised myasthenia gravis drug. Kevin Groden writes the European Medicines Agency's CHMP issued a positive opinion on Vivgard as an add-on to standard therapy for adults with GMG who are ACHR antibody positive a subgroup that represents 85% of the total GMG population. The recommendation for approval comes six months after the US FDA gave the green light to the FCR inhibitor and the reception from physicians across the Atlantic has been a warm one. First quarter, Vivgot sales reached $21.2 million, well above the $5 million consensus predicted by analysts. Vivgart has also come fast out of the blocks in Japan. Although moving into the country wasn't in the firm's original business plans, the approval, which was for both ACHR positive and negative patients, and reimbursement discussions went without a hitch. The person tasked with maintaining this good run is Anant Murthy, General Manager of Argenics Europe, who joined from Al Nylam Pharmaceuticals at the beginning of 2021 with the remit of establishing the commercial infrastructure for launch. He told Scrip that showing such progress on the regulatory front in three global regions in six months for a company of our size is very impressive. The strategy involves going it alone rather than partnering with Big Pharma, and Murphy and his team now face the complexities of navigating multiple pricing and market access landscapes. For the moment, however, GMG is focused and Argenics is going up against formidable competition 
in the shape of Alexian's blockbuster C5 inhibitor Solaris and likely its long-acting follow-up Ultamiris. Murphy said Argenics believed that targeting immunoglobulin G reduction with Vivgot was the most effective and selective approach to treating GMG, more so than complement, and I think we've demonstrated that in the data from the ADAPT study, he said. Biopharmaceutical merger and acquisition activity trended downward from 2016 to 2021, but a confluence of factors may be creating optimal conditions for a new wave of M&A deals, according to a report from Ernst & Young. Combination of reduced biotech valuations and a need by big pharma companies to add to their pipelines ahead of a coming biosimilar-driven patent cliff may create a busy buyer's market, EY's Arda Ural told Scrip. However, Joseph House writes, these conditions have been in place for several months and Big Pharma hasn't been particularly active. As of 21st June, the biopharma industry negotiated eight M&A deals with a total potential value of $1 billion or more, according to Biomed Tracker, with Pfizer's $11.6 billion acquisition of Biohaven on 10th May by far the largest. All told, those eight deals comprise nearly $28.8 billion in aggregate potential value. Although Big Pharma execs started the year with optimistic talk about a busy deal-making environment, as the year went on, macroeconomic factors hampered such activity. With 2022 half over as the buyer meeting ended, the total of eight M&As over $1 billion and the $28.8 billion in aggregate potential value so far falls well short of the 13 deals over $1 billion recorded around the middle of 2021, which had a potential aggregate value of $68.9 billion, though driven by deals in the contract services sector, not to mention shy of expectations cited earlier in 2022. EY and other market observers projected a big year for M&A activity coming into this year, with many firms having significant cash on hand from the pandemic. In its 2022 M&A Firepower report released in January, EY estimated that the 20 largest biopharmas had a combined $1.2 trillion in cash to potentially deploy in business development. Beyond Borders 22, issued in conjunction with the Bio 2022 annual meeting, notes that by total value, biopharma M&A activity declined by 29% when comparing 2016 to 2021. While M&A deals with reported value totaled more than $93 billion in 2016, the aggregate total last year was slightly below $66 billion. Meanwhile, industry's interest in less risky alliance deals increased, as demonstrated by a 131% increase in biobucks, which are the milestone payments, royalties and other downstream considerations that could be realised in a deal, and a 194% increase in upfront payments from 2016 to 2021. The sheer volume of deal prospects that need to be evaluated has been a potential limiting factor. We are hearing from our pharma clients that their corporate development teams are overwhelmed by the number of assets they have to analyse in such a fast-changing environment, Ural noted. Executive Chair Alex Gorski began his career at Johnson & Johnson as a sales rep with Janssen Pharmaceuticals in 1988, moving up to become one of just seven leaders to have served in the dual role of chairman and CEO since the US company was listed in New York. During his tenure, Viva Ravi writes, 
J&J transformed from a company that, in his words, reminded consumers of the smell of baby shampoo to one where the pharma business under Janssen and medical devices business grew to the point of vastly outsizing the consumer health business. How he shapes Apple's future in healthcare after joining as a board member remains to be seen, but he has spoken about sharing the company's belief that technology has the potential to improve lives and create healthier communities. That belief came to the fore recently when he shared leadership lessons learned during his career. One is, it's clear that much of the science we are seeing now is actually being unlocked by the tremendous progress that we're seeing around data science, informatics, and those kinds of capabilities, Gorsley said. Every leader in the industry going forward needs to have an even better understanding and appreciation for how these can impact not only the science and technology, but also for what we're doing in manufacturing and access, he said at the USA India Chamber of Commerce's recent annual Biopharma and Healthcare Summit. While making sure that companies build those skill sets into organisations at a very fundamental level, it's also important for industry leaders to keep their eyes focused on access for the world, Gorski emphasised, while pointing to the large population of patients which can be impacted and the increasing importance of healthcare systems in developing countries. As a third lesson, he brought up the power of partnering and collaboration. I must say that there's always a certain sense of urgency and accountability and responsibility that's built through competition. And I think competition is healthy for the industry, but I also really saw the power of partnership and collaboration as we accelerated the development of COVID-19 vaccines. That's all for this week. Many thanks for listening. And just to note that we will be taking a break next week. All the articles mentioned here are linked in the free access article accompanying this podcast. Log in to access all of our much more extensive global content or take a free trial to see what you're missing. Bye for now.